Hello, investors. Welcome to yet another edition of 18 Minutes with 180 Markets. Friends, in Australia, one of the most tried and true methods of creating wealth is to make big discoveries. But in order to make big discoveries, you have to have projects and you have to have the right land. And that's why we're so excited today to be joined by Doug Grimoire, CEO of EMU Resources. And EMU has some of the most exciting perspective land around in gold, copper, nickel, all of which could be company makers. And here to talk all about it, Doug, welcome to 18 Minutes with 180 Markets. Thanks very much, Greg. We'll look forward to the opportunity to talking with you. Absolutely. Hey, Doug, everyone's got a story I always like to say. Can you just tell us in a couple of minutes about your background? Uh, my personal background, Greg, well, I'm uh, originally uh, from a farming background in Western Australia and uh, um, it was a tough gig, a very, very tough gig. And uh, farmers in Western Australia usually head to the, the mining industry somewhere uh, to generate cash and keep the farms going. And I started off as a young man uh, interested to become a farmer, um, but uh, very quickly uh, got into the mining about 40 years ago. And I've never looked back. Um, I've loved what I've done. I've been involved in the mining in all aspects. Um, today, obviously, uh, in exploration, which I love, um, but uh, I've been involved in in creating uh, mines and, and working in operations as well throughout my career. Yeah, and I'm just curious, you know, as you said, you know, you've worked the whole spectrum. In your mind, what makes exploration so interesting? Uh, exploration is, is really interesting because I, I think you've got to have um, an innate uh, interest in geology itself. Um, you know, you've got to be curious um, and that I am very curious and I've always loved the, the, the geological aspect. Um, it, it's about taking something from creation, um, from cradle to grave and, and, and watching that story. It's about achievement and it starts right at the very front with exploration and the hard work that needs to go into finding a discovery. It's, it's, a, it's a lottery uh, in a lot of ways. Um, it's about the endowment you have in the land that you have and the hard work you do to get there before you can create the asset, which ultimately becomes a mine and uh, creates wealth for, for everyone involved. Yes. And speaking of assets, maybe just touch base, you know, on EMU, on the portfolio of assets, wherever you want to stand. And, you know, as I said in the introduction, you have gold, copper, um, nickel, wherever you would like to begin. Yeah, sure, Greg. Well, look, it probably starts in the, when I started with EMU, we were in uh, the Andes, the high Andes in Chile, uh, looking for gold. And... Um, we had worked very hard over four years and um, had limited amount of success. Um, a bit of excitement here and there with some of our strike uh, intercepts, but uh, look, ultimately with the COVID and the situation deteriorating uh, in the politics in Chile, we decided to focus in Western Australia where our head office is. And um, we picked up some projects um, in early 2020. Um, and we had five, we've got five projects now in Western Australia, all within driving distance of, of the office, uh, which is fantastic. It hasn't stopped, none of the uh, pandemic has stopped anything we've done. We, we're hard workers, we work hard, we do a lot of work in exploration. Um, we spend uh, our time with boots on the ground. And we have five projects. Uh, we had a project out at Menzies near in the goldfields, and we picked up three projects in the wheat belt in southwest Western Australia, in the Yilga and Cratton. And we also have um, a really nice gold project up at Yalgoo, um, about 450 k's north of Perth, uh, not far from Golden Grove and um, Golden Dragon. So we're on the same structure in the Greenstones up there. 
with some high grade gold. Yeah, and with these gold projects, what made them, from your point of view, stand out as potentially really exciting projects? The project at Yogu, and that's the, the pure gold play, and the one we've spent most of our time on, was uh, quite well advanced. Uh, it was an existing historic mine that had produced uh, around about 28,000 ounces in the, in the early days, and it had stopped because of uh, water, uh, water problems and labour problems in the 40s. So we thought that there was a good opportunity on a high grade uh, extensions that were existing in that old underground mine. Um, work had been done in progressing uh, mining licenses for that. So it is a, an ML that we're sitting on there. And we looked at um, the, the tenements uh, that surrounded that in the same structure and were they easy enough to acquire, uh, of which we, we, have, we have completed that work and acquired those and they've proved to be very, very fruitful and, uh, and have high prospectivity just as the the old Nails Nest historic mine has itself. Yeah, and as you said, you know, that, that there was really the production was in the 1940s, which is a long time ago. Do you feel that using modern techniques uh, really exponentially enhances the, the prospects over there? Well, uh, look, I think it's, um, it comes, uh, we looked at uh, things like the geochem, the geophysics that we're using these days. Um, They've been very helpful to give us some vectors on extensions. Uh, ultimately, this is high-grade gold uh, it locked up in uh, quartz veining and hosted in the shear metasediments. Um, but um, look, it does, it does Greg, um, but ultimately it, it's all hard work and most of our work has been drilling with Badger a project. We've drilled uh, 18,000 metres of RC drilling in 12 months and uh, we've extended the high-grade uh, along strike and at depth along the uh, old Nails Nest uh, historic mine, but also we've uh, discovered uh, a couple of new deposit areas to the north, which are very, very exciting as well. And has these northern discoveries, have they come from the, the drilling that you've done in quite the last 18 months? Yeah, correct, uh, Greg. Um, we, we acquired a, a number of uh, prospecting licenses, um, which are on target. And um, um, from that, uh, we're able to specifically two uh, prospects, one called Monte Cristo and the other Water Tank Hill on our recent drilling uh, have provided us with real excitement um, on high grade uh, intercepts that we've got from there. And what would you expect next or what, in, what should investors expect next out of, uh, out of <clears throat> Water Tank and Monte Cristo? Yeah, well, with those two, um, we've done a comprehensive uh, geochem program uh, and uh, intensified uh, infill around those specific prospect areas. The geochem gives us very, very good vectors into looking at uh, uh, where the, the high-grade contacts are, and also gives us some indication also of some of the dilation and widths that are involved. And this is, these are very prospective areas because they also uh, are situated in a flexure in the greenstone. So there's really, there's a really, you can see it in the magnetics uh, and um, so the geophysical work that we've done indicates that we've got some really nice targets here at uh, both Water Tank Hill and Monte Cristo. And will you be drilling them out over the next 12 months? Yes. Um, what the plan is, is that we're, we're waiting on these soil results, Greg, and uh, once they come in, those vectors will lead us to a drilling program uh, before June. We've tentatively booked uh, a drill rig uh, and uh, we'll look to uh, get the program planned uh, following the results that come through in the geochem, which we're expecting in the next two to three weeks. Great, great. And obviously getting the drill rigs is no, no mean feat in this market right now, is it? No, it's not easy. But one of the great advantages that we've had is that uh, one of the vendors of some of the, the project here uh, was a drilling company. And so we're, we're able to pull their shirt sleeves every now and then. So it's been very helpful. Yes, you need some, a little bit of uh, a, a good fortune, I suppose. 
Yes. No, no, Doug, you know, turning over towards copper and nickel, because EMU, you know, people may not know that you have that type of exposure as well. Can mm. you just talk a little bit about those metals? Sure. So we've got uh, we've got four other projects other than uh, the Badger Gold project, and, and we really loosely define those as uh, nickel, copper, PGE projects. Um, the 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 one that really that we haven't started any boots on ground work yet is uh, Sun Sunfire, and Sunfire is situated uh, immediately adjacent, abutting the, the Chalice Mining Venture Minerals um, Thor or Southwest Nickel project prospect. It sits on what Chalice uh, uh, have determined or theoretically determined the western margin of the Yulgarn Craton, which is uh, very highly prospective and and. Uh, uh, almost entirely unexplored belt in Western Australia. Um, so Sunfire is, is, has already got historic drilling and uh, has uh, significant nickel and copper anomalies. So we're really excited about getting our boots on the ground in the next few months on that, that property. Um, we're working currently doing some uh, geophysical electromagnetic surveys on our Viper Copper project at Jerramunga and our Gracelands project near Hyden in Western Australia, both in the wheat belt under wheat crops uh, and um, we've done some auger drilling which has given us some some interesting uh, anomalism and uh, we're following that up with the geophysics program which should hopefully uh, give us some conductors bedrock conductors that'll give us some vectors for for some drilling for the first time that'll be made in drilling in those those areas so we're pretty excited about copper and nickel in, in those two projects at least yeah, it's incredible to think that, you know, as you said, you know, for someone like with your background, getting it for the first time into an area that uncharted territory, it is extremely exciting. Um, can you just, you threw out a lot of information there very quickly. Going back to for Sunfire, so will the drilling there take place, call it between now and the end of the calendar year? Yeah, that's an interesting one, Greg. Oh, look, I hope so. We're going through all of the things that need to be involved with these acquisitions in those areas. We know we've got uh, Crown Forest, we've got farmlands, uh, negotiations with that, a lot of landhold, a lot of administration work that needs to, to go with these acquisitions. So we're going through that process now, and we're hopeful that we will be able to, first of all, do an EM and soils program there. But that if that was able to be done in the next uh, three or four months, then I'm thinking that we will be able to be drilling before the end of the year in that in that on that uh, project. And as far okay, great. And then on, as far as Viper, uh, Viper will well, the drilling will be determined whether we get a conductor at, at Viper. Um, and uh, if we do, I think we we can go straight in there. We have drill targets already there. There's a historic copper mine already there, very uh, high grade copper mine. So. There is some vectors on that already, but uh, if we can get a conductor, um, a source potentially, um, then we will be straight in there with the rigs. Right, and is the fact that there has been some historic success in that area, is that another reason why you're so excited about that location? Uh, I'm excited about it because it's so underexplored. We discovered um, two uh, indicated uh, protozoic dikes that run in parallel that have shown anomalous copper and nickel. Um, and uh, on those dikes is the old copper project, the copper mine itself. Um, we also had some anomalous gold, incidentally, um, which is not unusual for that area. There is a bit of gold around there. But um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, it, it's potentially, um, it's certainly got, we need to do work, but it's certainly got some potential. Yeah. And Doug, you know, I guess when I, you know, as an investor, when I look at the, the company, I believe your market cap is sitting somewhere around $10 million right now. When you think of the portfolio, it just seems like there's so many different ways to win. Uh, and so many different potential company maker projects. Is that your view as well? 
Yeah, look, and it always was. We were very strategic about how we acquired these projects, Greg. We, 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 when we first came out of Chile, we did a lot of work. We looked at 70 projects around the world before coming onto these five. We selected them as, as the top of the pile. And uh, it was principally around the fact that well, Badger was a late stage gold project that had potential to generate cash in an early, early sense. And the nickel and copper has always been, you know, favourite metals of ours. We could see, you know, the EV market, the batteries uh, coming through, and um, yeah, we, we we decided to go to areas which were close to our office uh, and in highly prospective areas. And the wheat belt's underexplored. It's uh, you know, it's been sitting under farmland for all these years. Everyone's been out in the gold fields, um, but uh, we've got new provinces and new places to explore. Yeah. Hey Doug, I have to ask the question. You know, now that, you know you've had global projects. Now that you're in your current focus is WA, how much easier is it dealing in country? So I, I suppose um, it's very much easier, far far easier. And uh, you know, if we had had projects uh, during this pandemic overseas, uh, I think it, it's been tough for everybody who's had that. I mean, you need to be, you need to get out there. You need to be with your teams. Um, to get the most out of it. Uh, we've been so fortunate to have, have our backyard and, and within a driving distance, half a day's drive to, to, with the, all of our projects. Yeah, and if nothing else, it saves you, I, I suppose, you know, being on the right time zone, even with conversations. Is that correct? That's right. I spent most of my, my life at, on, the night, uh, on the night shift when we were working in Chile. So you're right about that. Yeah, for, for sure. And I'm sure that takes a couple of years out of your life. <laughs> um, Doug, in closing, what should investors look for out of EMU over the next 12 months? Like, what would be your view of version of success? Mm -hmm. um, well, that's an interesting one, Greg, and we've talked about this ourselves. We picked these five projects up with the intention of doing work on all of them and, um, you know, spending uh, enough money to make a decision on whether we keep it or we, we you know, we let it go if it hasn't got the prospectivity. We've been constantly looking at project generation as we, every, every day we're, we're in, the, in, the, in the space in project generation. We've got, uh, we're currently working on some really nice projects at the moment. Um, and some of those are uh, offshore, um, but not in extreme time, time frames. But uh, look, it's, um, you know, we, we constantly look at our project generation um, uh, portfolio. And I think that we're always looking for that scale project that um, will, will keep the company going. But having said that, the prospects that we've got at the moment, the projects we've got at the moment are still very exciting. And we need to not, not, limit, uh, we not limit our time on any of those looking for new ones when we've got work to do at home. Of course, of course. Hey, Doug, do you have any closing remarks for the audience? Um, what can I say? That um, the EMU is, uh, uh, we all think that uh, EMU's got a lot to offer in terms of its portfolio of projects. It has a number of arms and legs. It's not just a single project focus. Uh, being involved with gold and copper and nickel, uh, we couldn't be in any better commodities. Um, our, our issues to do with uh, logistics on any of these projects are, are are fantastic you know we, we we can get out in the field in, in a couple of hours um we're we're a hard working company um we we don't sit still we've got uh, a number of very very senior geos working for us um and um yeah look i'm hopeful that we're going to bring home um returns for our investors that's our total focus all of us have got skin in our in the game so we feel every every pinch uh, along the way um, so we're determined to um, return value to our shareholders in this journey. Yes, I, I know you are, Doug, and it certainly is coming through loud and clear. Doug, 
thank you so much for your time. We look forward to sharing your progress with all of our investors, with everybody that we know. Definitely stay in touch and we look forward to another interview with you. And thanks very much, Greg. I appreciate the time. Easy. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching another presentation by 180 Markets. Don't forget, if you want access to thousands of ASX capital raises, head on over to 180markets.com.au, sign up, and get on board for our very next capital raise. Thanks for watching.